Hey, podcast listeners. Thanks for joining us for the All Saints Lutheran Sermon Series of Podcasts. We're so delighted that you've landed on this page, and we ask that you contextualize yourself by reading the descriptor. Enjoy, and let us know what you think. Grace and peace to all of you from God, our Creator, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. I want to share a story with you this evening. It's a story that takes me back about 40 years, and I know that it might not seem that I could be around 40 years ago, but I was. I was actually a teenager. It's all of the good living and everything like that. So anyhow, we were fortunate as young children to grow up, and we had a pretty good-sized house. And what that meant was we often hosted the largest family gatherings, which was good because we had a pretty large family. From my mom's three sisters, I also had three uncles, and I think it was around 15 cousins. But we had a pretty big family. And we used to live up in Roseville, and every year we would host the big Easter dinner. I know we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, but I know you might be looking forward to that. I hope you have friends and guests coming. And when we would gather for this time, it was an extra special time for me because it meant a couple more days with my grandma and grandpa. And by this time, they had retired up to northern Wisconsin, so they were actually the ones that had to drive the furthest But because of our house, we also had room for them, which was a wonderful time to welcome them in. Of course, it wasn't always that easy. Between my sister, myself, and my mom, we had to get the house in shape. And by any means, it wasn't a big, giant house in that sense. But being a young child at the time, it wasn't the cleanest of houses. So we would split up the jobs, do the vacuuming and the cleaning, And shortly, it would seem there was Grandma and Grandpa. And they would come in and soon unpack their things, get sort of settled down. And between all the cleaning solutions and the vacuuming and the dust, slowly my Grandpa's old spice would take over. (laughs) And my Grandma's beautiful cackling laugh, it was so unique to her. It was almost kind of like her nose was stuffed up when she laughed. It was strange, but it was definitely my grandma's laugh. So I say 40 years ago, these memories kind of came back to me when I read our gospel for today. So we would have this big meal all ready to go. We would have the big dining room table. And the dining room table sat maybe 10 people. You could squeeze in a couple others. But hopefully, like you, with the big gatherings and sin, you you also had the little kids' table. The table that actually, when we get together, I still kind of like to sit at. You can have a little more fun there. But either way, we would set the big table, all the china, all the silverware, all the wine glasses. But then on the little table would be a heavier tablecloth, kind of the regular plates, just in case they were to fall to the floor. But the one thing we shared was this same silver, silverware, on both tables. So we would basically be eating with the same utensils. And then the food. Always the food. 
just like we'll share that wonderful meal this evening. The food was always special because my grandpa retired from Swift and Armor and all the different iterations right over there in South St. Paul. Worked many years there. He would only allow the best meat to come into the house that he would serve and be proud of serving. The good thing was he also bought it too because to feed that many people, it was rather expensive. But that was the gift he brought to us. So eventually, we would be anxious to get this party started. But like I said, we still had a couple days to spend with each other. But I'll take us into Easter morning. We would get up early to go to the sunrise service for a couple of reasons. To get to church on time, to get the day started right, and to celebrate knowing that we were going to have a second celebration. And when we'd get home from church, having the roast already in there, you could smell. It was like that that meat smell would hit you right in the nose. And it would already be making you hungry. And hopefully most of you have had dinner or something already. But it was that expectation of the food. And then slowly the relatives would show up because we had them coming from a couple different directions. But then it was all the hugs, the welcomes, and all of that time since we last got together, which usually was Christmas. So the kids would settle downstairs because we had kind of that split level, total mid-60s built house. Kids would all be downstairs. My mom is actually wise enough to install a sliding glass door so you could literally close the door and we could make a lot of noise. The adults went upstairs and did their adult thing because we were more interested being cousins and having fun. So after a while, we would be getting a little impatient, getting a little hungry, and then the word would come out, it's time to eat. And good thing that our sliding glass doors had stickers, otherwise it would be like kind of people plying up to the door. So we would all go flying upstairs. We all knew where to sit. There was always those kind of, you know, sort of that 17, 18-year-old cousin that thought, oh, maybe I'll be at the big table this year. And usually wouldn't happen because there just wasn't enough room yet. So we would all sit down, and in the matter of a, you know, seconds, perhaps, we were all standing up again, kind of, well, what's going on? Because we did not touch the food until my grandpa stood up. And when he stood up, it was silent. Silent in a way that it wasn't tense or scary, but silent in a real reverent way because we knew that this was an important time for my grandpa. And what he did was to say thanks, but it was the way he did it that was so special and why I still remember it as clear as can be a few years later. He would pick out for each person, adult or child, something special that he knew a relationship that he had with that person. And as he would start in no particular order, he would explain how important that person was to him and to our family. And then people would kind of listen, because with our cousins and I being children, you probably remember that, there was a certain amount of eye rolling and heavy breathing and, oh, can't we eat? But you would start hearing your cousins' names and everyone would start listening a little bit more. 
And in those times, my grandpa would keep sharing how much that meant. And as he slowly worked through the whole family, there was a whole silence and peace among us all. But he wasn't done. He saved the best for last. He saved his thanks for Jesus. He saved his thanks for a loving God that taught him how to love, and that was his way of showing us and teaching us how important it was. And by this time, his speech, his grace, his welcome was interrupted by a person I held in such esteem as his voice would start to crack. As you could see the tears coming down his eyes. You could not only see and hear, but you could feel his love. You could feel so much that you could hardly breathe. And when he finally would say, Amen, we were all kind of were gasping for air. And it wasn't because we needed that breath at the time, because we realized where we were and who we were with. And that's where our gospel reading today really struck me that Jesus took the time with his friends to have this Last Supper, to sit down and not only tell them how much he loved each one of them, but showed them, showed them by washing their feet, which seems still strange and odd many of us, but you think about those feet. I talked about that. And it was one where Jesus got down, basically wearing close to nothing as almost as bare as he could be and washed their feet. So that sign, that example of doing this for your friends is going to show you what you can do for your friends. And that goes on and on. And not only that, the celebration returned to the table and turned to the meal. And that's where I have so appreciated learning and understanding what it means to love and accept love. So when I think about all those different ways, these little bits of love that we have each day, whether it's caring for a sick relative, a friend, making a phone call, sharing a meal, all these different acts of love. Throughout Lent, we've been celebrating our partnerships with all the different ways we reach out and hear that call when people need love. We have facilities to wash here as well as wash through baptism. We have cooking facilities where we can make food and help people and share those meals. And we have wonderful people in all of you that remember that one of the greatest gifts we have is Jesus, who shows his love for us, and that love becomes part of us. So for all of you, siblings and saints, I think we can all say, thanks be to God. Amen.